Hey guys, and welcome back to the Always in Pursuit podcast. My name is Megan, and I am the Director of Ministry here at Pursuit. And today around the table, I have some new voices and some old voices that you've heard before. So guys, do you want to introduce yourself? Yeah, I'm Bobby. I am the kids pastor here at Pursuit. Yes, yes. I got you an applause, Bobby. Yes, thank you. So Deserved. I'm, I'm Mark, and I found the sound panel on the <laughs> so. like, audio equipment we have, which gives me a couple of things that I might use at some point during this podcast. One of those is uh, applause. And we have a special guest today. Want to introduce yourself? I am Bjorn, and I am a church attender of Pursuit Community Church. Yay. Yes, Mr. Hansen. Uh, and uh, the reason we invited you onto the podcast is because you're probably the only other person I know that's as passionate about Sabbath um, as I needed to get to be able to get through this mm-hmm. uh, sermon series and to be thinking about it. I had been reading some books and stuff. When you found out that I was going to do a sermon series on on Sabbath, you started uh, messaging me. <laughs> Um, podcasts, giving me books to read certain chapters on. Um, and I could tell it was something yeah. you were pretty passionate about. And also, spoiler alert, we'll talk about later, you invited my family over to enjoy Shabbat dinner, which we'll talk about what that is, which is really fun and cool. Something cool that you got, your family does. So I thought it might be fun just to get somebody else's perspective, and I know that you're passionate about it. Um, you also get to be a small group leader, so you've also had these conversations with your mm-hmm. own small group and modeled it for them. Um, so I thought that could kind of be cool, too, because I've seen it rub off on some of your small group as well. Hmm. Um, yeah, but we kind of... Yeah, we're going to start our discussion today with just a quick sermon recap for those who uh, missed Sunday. Um, Mark, sermon on Sunday was called Restoring Identity. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah, because it was kind of a... Well, I, I should give a lot of credit to um, Sabbath as Resistance by Walter Brueggemann. That was one of the books I read, uh, which is fantastic. Uh, it's it's kind of theological, theological, so like it may not be everybody's cup of tea, but I loved it. And the one book. of the things he talked, yes, the book, <laughs> uh, one of the things he talked about, which just I read and read and reread and reread, was just this idea that uh, God was essentially taking the Egypt out of the Israelites and one of the main ways was to establish this rhythm of rest. And um, I always looked at it. I may have, I actually preached this in the first week, the idea that like God rested to set an example for us. I believe that's true. Mm-hmm. Um, but also there's this idea that God rested for more than that. He rested to enjoy what was created. He mm. rested to, mm. you know, this is why when he says like he creates something and then he's at the end of the day, it's good. Mm-hmm. The next day, create stuff, stops, it is good. And there was like a, a rhythm of that to our Sabbath that we should stop and say, here's my place in all this. I am a follower of Jesus. I yeah. see that I'm part of creation. I can stop and enjoy what's going on this week. The work that I was able to do, essentially what was a, an offering to God in the work that I do, mm-hmm. and say, it's good. What was created this week, what yeah. I got a chance to be part of, what I was able to do and other people's lives and through my work, it was it's good. Mm-hmm. And giving them that rhythm also broke the identity of slavery, the identity of production, and the identity of being defined by your by your job. Yeah. Which, you know, mm-hmm. I think there's been times probably in our 
culture where that's maybe not been the biggest thing that needed to be broken. Hmm. Like I didn't really get into this in the, the sermon, but like I can even remember growing up, like Sundays were sort of a ghost town. Yeah. Like nothing was open. Yeah. You couldn't mm-hmm. barely go anywhere. Like maybe like fast food or something, yeah. but Sundays weren't really like everybody took a Sabbath. Yep. They didn't even understand exactly what they were doing or mm-hmm. why they were doing it, but it was it was actually more part of the culture. Yeah. And I think now like and you even have like liquor laws that reflected that for mm-hmm. a very long time. Like even yeah. around here, yeah. since I've lived here, they've changed all the liquor yeah. laws to now. Or Wednesday nights, like sports teams never had mm-hmm. practice on mm-hmm. Wednesday nights. Yep. Like nobody did anything. Cause... Teachers scheduled less homework. Yeah. yeah. Well, where do we have to go to get beer on Sunday? It used to be Wisconsin. Well, we yeah. used to be Wisconsin. <laughs> we had to go over to where the heathens live <laughs> to, get, to get alcohol. Just don't drink beer. It's gross. Yeah. What? Well, there's who inv- actually who invited you in my brother's hometown or my brother's town in Iowa. They are not allowed to mow their lawn on Sunday still. Oh, <laughs> like, wow. like those residual really, yeah, lawns like, that are still there. Yeah. So, so I, I don't know. I, I don't just, know what the punishment is, but <laughs> I kind of feel like as I was, we were talking about this, and I'm like encouraging people to reestablish this rhythm in their life, you know. And and I think like you know, this week I'm excited because like I'll talk a little bit of like best practices, basically. Like here are the rules to Sabbath. Like here's how to make it useful mm-hmm. and how to, how to make it work without you like being a slave to it. Because like yeah. you know, mm-hmm. as Jesus says, like you know, you the Sabbath. You weren't designed for a Sabbath. Sabbath was designed for you. Mm-hmm. Sabbath was designed to bring you joy, restore you. Bring yeah. you, you know. So just this idea that, like, if we are to really restore this rhythm in our lives, it's going to be really hard. It's going to look way different than the rest of culture. It's going to mm-hmm. be something that, like, is going to have to be part of our identity. It's almost like it's a chance to restore our identity every mm-hmm. single weekend, to make mm-hmm. decisions like, these are my priorities, these are not mm-hmm. my priorities. Yep. Recenter. Mm-hmm. And I think, like, that... I, if, if I if you're going to ask me like the culture moment we're in, like I think we lost the culture war a long time ago. Like I don't think we're going to change the culture of the mm. United States to be more Christian. Yeah, no. But I think now there's even more of an opportunity to put our values on display, mm-hmm. and we can still invite one person at a time into the yep. rhythm and mm-hmm. lifestyle that we have. And say, this is the most sustainable lifestyle. This is the most fulfilling lifestyle. Mm-hmm. This leads to a life that has more value, more opportunity to change mm-hmm. the world, more, you know, it's like, that's really the cultural moment that we find ourselves in. We're not going to legislate our faith. Mm-mm. We're not going to be able to force anything on anybody where we don't want to, we don't want to yeah. have that war. Nope. I think some people are still having that war. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's and not the war we're We lost to, that. Though. We lost that a long time ago. Mm-hmm. That was like in the 90s. We lost that battle. Yeah. I'm not even sure that battle was ever worth having. Yeah. Uh, but now I'm like, great. That's a I whole wanna... other podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I want to live quietly, you know, as, as uh, I believe it's in Peter. I want to live quietly among this world. I want to live my values out. Mm-hmm. And I want it to be a city on a hill. Uh, I want it to be salt and light. Mm-hmm. I don't need anybody else to approve of what I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, but I want to put it on display for the rest of the, the world. Yeah. So just this idea that Jesus, uh, that God established Sabbath to help change the Israelites from being a culture of slavery and a culture of production and being defined by creating bricks, essentially, mm. to being the kind of people that were known as God's people. Mm. And that process is long and hard, and it's 
it's really about holiness. It's really about you becoming set apart unto God the way that he wants you to. And the rhythm that you need to have if you're going to do this well is going to need to be able to take time off and to, to step back from creation to say it was good. It is good. Mm-hmm. My place in it is good. Mm-hmm. And to be restored every week. Mm-hmm. And if we don't keep that rhythm, what ends up happening is we just get kind of sucked in to the culture. Mm-hmm. And I don't think you're really, after a while, putting your, your values on display you're just getting churned up. Mm-hmm. You're just mm-hmm. in the culture, just getting churned around. So I don't, know, I don't know what your thoughts were. I'm really excited for Sunday for that practical talk uh, because I think too often we just think rest is just stop doing things. Like just, just don't do any work. Mm-hmm. You can't do any housework, so just sit on your couch and watch <laughs> Netflix and just don't do anything hard. Yeah. Or don't do anything you don't want to do. Or that's, just take a nap. That, yeah. That's called laziness. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's not Sabbath. That's not the rest God is calling us to. So I'm excited for, for what you have for us Sunday. Yeah. No, I, it's, I mean, I, I'm really excited about this topic. And I mean, there's so many thoughts going through my head as you talk, Mark, as far as, um, you know, spiritual formation goes and like spiritual disciplines go, you know, if, like you said, if it's not a weekly rhythm, or not like it's something we regularly do, you know, kind of a daily Sabbath or a weekly Sabbath and kind of whatever that means. If we're not into those things, then something else is forming us. Like yeah. we're getting mm-hmm. it caught up into it, kind of like you said. So it is, there does take intentionality behind it. Um, and then I'm sure we'll talk about it later, but one of the things I, I know some people, even like people in our small group, like, oh, you guys do that? There's no way. There's no way. There's no way. And it's like, mm-hmm. sometimes we have this picture of what it actually looks like um either like boredom or we have this like awesome picture of what it looks like and it's like there's no way i can get there Mm -hmm. but the beauty of a weekly rhythm is you get to do it every week and if you mess up (laughs) then you can figure out how to make it better how to make it better and just keep getting better 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 so you know you get 52 chances like you said 52 (laughs) 52 days um in a year to kind of get better at this and so, so no, I, I love this topic. Yeah. When did you guys start like thinking about this? And I mean, like you and Allie, when you started thinking about this and like talking about it and deciding what to do about it? Yeah. So it was kind of right before the pandemic. I, I'd heard an author on a podcast kind of talking about what the biblical family model is. And it was some ideas that I'd never really heard before. I'd been a Christian my whole life. And just what does it mean to be a family? And and how it looks very, very different than our Western American version of like, you know, I take my kids and then mm-hmm. we send our kids off and hope that they're good citizens and maybe they'll come visit at Christmas, mm-hmm. you know. But what does it mean to be a family on mission for the gospel? Um, so I heard this about two years ago and then uh, the author wrote a book. So I <laughs> makes sense that he wrote a book. Um, so I read this book um, right at the start of the pandemic and then I started getting more and more resources <coughs> and we got excited and then. Allie and I took a trip on our anniversary and it was kind of a getaway trip where we're like, we want to make some changes to our family. We'd kind of had the pandemic to, we spent a lot of time together and what do we actually want to make this look like for our family? How can we live out the gospel? And so we crafted a family mission statement and, Mm. and part of that was to help our, help our decision-making, help what we wanted our family to be about. And one of those things was kind of Sabbath was kind of instilled in that. So we started doing a weekly Sabbath in like really intentionally in October of 2020. So we've been doing it 
about weekly for a year and a half now and just kind of what that looks like and um yeah so it's it's been awesome for our family i don't ever see us going back i see some challenges coming up as our kids change ages and life stages come we're gonna have to be intentional in certain ways to try to maintain it but no it's been an awesome rhythm for our family that that we love Mm -hmm. Hmm. i know why come on you went to waco right is that where that conference was um that was this past fall (laughs) yeah this past fall no yeah so we we did do mecca <laughs> and Waco. We went to our JoJo. We, we, and, did. Uh, we did. We did. We saw the Empire of Waco. My uh, wife would be so excited if I took her to Waco. <laughs> she just wants to go so, there for... someday. I'm dreaming. Yeah. So we we did go to this uh, organization that we got a lot of resources from. Was called Family Teams, and and they have uh, Jeff, Jeff, Jefferson Bethke, who's an author, um, mm-hmm. former YouTube sensation. Which yeah. He kind of looks back on that, and he's like, "Was that really me?" But. Um, so him and Jeremy Pryor run this, and their families run this family teams organization. So we got a lot of ideas from them, and also books by John Mark Homer and a couple other mm-hmm. books. And so um, we went to that conference this last fall, and it talks a lot about that, like crafting a rhythm, doing a Sabbath, and what does it mean for your team to live on mission. And so it was really exciting. But yeah, Allie and I had been kind of doing that for a year See, leading up to that. I've noticed you use that team language mm-hmm. with your kids, um, which I love. I totally thought it was just because you're a coach. <laughs> I was like, he's just taking his basketball coaching and brought it into his family. I was, yeah. like, I was like, my kids would roll their eyes at me if I was like, all right, team Allen, let's go. They'd be like, dad, stop. You're trying way too hard. Yeah. <laughs> so tell me uh, a little bit about your family mission statement. Sure. Well, I can show it to you here. Yeah. <laughs> um, so yeah, so Allie and I, so part of the practice that we did, and we've done this with our small group too, which is pretty exciting. We have some resources we'd love to share with people if they're interested but so when Allie and I got away, um, part of the exercise that kind of the organization lays out is, you know, what do you want life to look like in 10 years? Like, okay, Harris is going to be 18, you know, Henrik's going to be 15. What do you want your kids to look like? What do you want you, your life to look like? And then it's kind of a backwards planning behind it. Mm-hmm. And so, so Allie and I, we kept um, thinking about what values we wanted to have. And we kept thinking about our parents and the awesome values that they put on us and probably some not so awesome ones too. But like, what were the awesome things that my dad gave me and my mom gave me and Allie's mom, Allie's dad? And what were the awesome things we want to continue in our family line? And so we kind of came up with some things. And so our our pillars of our family mission statement is we want to be gospel focused. And we got some scripture and descriptions of that. And Allie and I wrote that together. We want to be a family team kind of working together, not necessarily separately not you know bjorn's out doing kids ministry or bjorn's out doing evangelism no we want to do it as much together as we can we want to be others focused with generosity hospitality and service we want our home to be a refuge um again a restful place that we can bring people in and they can see see jesus in our home we want to be all about family discipleship and then we want to have legacy we want to hang out with our parents we want to um, learn from them learn our family history in order to continue like having a wonderful family line for jesus so that's kind of where it comes from i think this is an awesome idea that a lot of parents especially once you start having kids like forget about you get so focused on welcoming a new baby you get so focused on then taking care of that and then maybe having others that you that, forget taking care of that taking care of that <laughs> taking care of them <laughs> I, I think she stands by what she said that's how i feel 
some days. There are days. Macy almost killed me. Yeah. But you also have like, you have to think, what do you want your kids to look like when they're adults? What do you want your family to look like? And to work backwards from there. Because it doesn't just happen. You have to plan for it. Like, Dan and I talk about our kids. Like, who do we want them to be as adults? Like, like I want them to want to hang out with us and spend time together as a family so how can we cultivate that now so they don't not that they can't like move away and live far Mm -hmm. away right but like like i want them to enjoy hanging out with their parents Mm because there's some days that i don't really enjoy hanging out with my parents you know like because they didn't cultivate that right so i'm trying to break that cycle right you talk about legacy like that's super important and we need to kind of be thinking of that as parents and this is super helpful with that but also can really relate to rest and sabbath and creating a healthy rhythm in your family mm-hmm. yeah yeah i resonate with a lot of what you're saying yeah. um i know we just got a new house mm-hmm. and we've been thinking about that like for me it's you know a house i never thought i'd be able to own it's like a forever kind mm-hmm. of situation mm-hmm. and it's like we me and marty have pretty much talked about okay jesus gave us this house what are we going to do with it and we've talked about it being an embassy mm-hmm. that's kind of how we've been looking mm-hmm. at it like mm-hmm. how often can we have it full for ministry how often can we have people like even just in the first couple i guess two months now being in there it's like multiple times there have been people like hey can you guys pray for me about this and we're like great come over for dinner and like mm-hmm. just that night like just show up and mm-hmm. hang out at our house no problem yeah. mm-hmm. um so like thinking about that kinds of that kind of thing but, you know, I, I want to ask the question because it needs to be said or needs to be asked. You know, I know both of your families mm-hmm. and they're incredible. Your dad is like, I think everyone would like to have a dad like your dad. Like he seems to be so incredibly intentional, connected, a godly person, just somebody who's like an incredible witness. Your brothers and sisters, all like just people I have just incredible respect for. I can tell that they were raised in this like nurturing, incredible environment. Same with Allie. Um, I asked the question, you know, I think sometimes for people, if they're hearing that, uh, how does this look different for somebody who didn't have that sort of a... Mm, example. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, like to you, know what it looks like. You got to start it. Yeah, yeah. So mm-hmm. it's like, how does that work for somebody who, who's like, yeah, we're not hanging out with my parents. Mm-hmm. They didn't do us any favors. Mm-hmm. I've come to this completely on my own. Yeah. You know, I wonder what you guys think about mm. uh, someone who feels like they're in that situation where it's like, yeah, that's great. You you saw it. It was like <laughs> it was like mm-hmm. shown to you, and now you just recreate it. Mm-hmm. But somebody else who's like, got to start it from scratch. Um, I just wonder about how you guys feel about what that process looks like for somebody. Mm. Well, again, I I've absorbed so many of these resources. I'm kind of regurgitating stuff that I've learned, but and I I am very excited that I had a lot of these things modeled for me. Mm-hmm. Um, so the author that I reference is Jeremy Pryor, um, and he talks about, okay, are you an Abraham generation mm. or are you an Isaac generation? Because mm. Abraham's dad was an idol worshiper, yep. and God called him to a different life. You know, He sent him out. And then Abraham started this legacy and started this family, started you know, the Israelites. And so how can we start something like that when we haven't had it out for us um so um yeah so i mean it's sometimes there is kind of a jealousy and like i wish my family was further along Mm. but again you can't really kind of wish and hope and like you're at where you're at and you start doing the best you can and in hopes that your future generations will 
continue to carry mm-hmm. the baton and how do you instill that so maybe your children maybe your grandchildren maybe your great grandchildren will have the legacy of your name and you living for jesus and how can they continue to have that legacy you know mm-hmm. how can we create spiritual grandchildren and great grandchildren um yeah i don't know I think on a practicality level, too, like we always come back to community in like if you haven't had it modeled for you and you don't know where to start Mm -hmm. finding those people that had like I love to interview parents who have adult Christian kids and I ask them, what did you do in your home? What Mm -hmm. were your priorities? Mm -hmm. Because that gives you an idea of what you should do because because I didn't have things modeled for me growing up. Right. Mm -hmm. So I need to learn how to do that for my kids. Mm -hmm. And so I look for those parents that that have some success in it like you know maybe not all their kids are christian but a lot of them are like they seem to have done a good job and really tried at it because all kids are different and they're gonna you know make their own choices right that's one thing that we let go of a lot but as parents but just really finding those parents that you look up to Mm -hmm. who have parented kids Mm -hmm. and asking them those those valuable questions in order to influence how you operate on a day-to-day basis Mm -hmm. has anybody else in your small group created anything like this as well yeah yeah uh, i think how much variation have you seen between a decent amount a decent amount like everybody kind of crafts it based on um you know what some of their passions are or kind of like the issues like related to the gospel that might you know break their heart that they have a passion for Mm. you know whether it's you know our small group hasn't done this but like like if human trafficking breaks your heart how can your family like work to combat some of that stuff you know, mm-hmm. so like a big one for Allie and I was like, divorce breaks our heart. Mm-hmm. And so that was kind of, sorry, turn away. Family discipleship, that's why it's a big deal for us. Just because, you know, Allie was a child of divorce and mm-hmm. we've just seen what that does to kids. Mm-hmm. And that's an issue that just really, really breaks our heart. And we want to come alongside families to, to prevent that. But then also, how do we disciple families that have gone through that? Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And so... And yeah, so multiple families in our small group have kind of made made ones. But again, this isn't set in stone. It's kind of as, you know, as your callings kind of change a little bit, it can vary and and that's okay. But what are, we start living intentionally and God will continue to reveal more of the puzzle to us. Hmm. (laughs) Sorry. That's good. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. All right. Well, I I guess... um, I'm interested in, in the rhythms and in the practices that you guys have instilled uh, for your family. So I'm wondering if you want to walk us through kind of what Shabbat mm-hmm. looks like for you guys yeah, and how you incorporate other people, what the rhythm is, what, how the kids have taken to some of those practices, mm-hmm. kind of how you guys practically do it. Mm-hmm. And what it even means. <laughs> yeah, let's start there. Yeah. What does Shabbat mean? Stop. Oh. Yeah, um, it means to stop. And then the other part that kind of Mark was talking about at the beginning was uh, John Mark Homer in the Ruthless Elimination of Hurry kind of talks about it means stop, but there's also kind of a variation where it does mean delight and mm-hmm. and what, what it got created. So how can we delight in his creation? So it does mean stop, but it also means like delighting. Um, so for our family, um, I had to read that book like three times, by the way, <laughs> I reread it prepping for I, I the read podcast, it, but and I, was like, <laughs> and I was like, Oh, this hurts. Like yeah. I can't, I can't do all this. And then I read it again and I was like, Oh, this is so good. Yeah. So. It's, it's really good. And yeah, I, I like John Mark Homer a lot and I'm reading, reading his new book currently, I live no lies. And it's got some of this similar things in it, but, um, so what, what it means for our family Shabbat, it, it literally means to stop, to cease, 
um, and that's the Hebrew word for Sabbath. Um, so what it looks like in our family is, and it, I'm trying to remember if it was you or Aaron who spoke around Advent, but it takes work to worship. It takes work to prepare for um, <laughs> prepare for Jesus. Um, so part of our part of our rhythm is on Saturday. Saturday is our it's a big chore day. So because it's really hard to rest if some things you know the house is chaotic or if there's certain yep. chores that you mm-hmm. really wanted to get done. Mm-hmm. I mean, part of that is letting go of some of those chores, but part of it's like I can't fully rest until the dishes are done yeah. or I can't fully rest until the laundry's put away or whatever it might be. So we do a handful of chores and we get the kids behind the chores. And part of it is like there is a reward of Sabbath coming. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, So it is a big chore day kind of leading up to, you know, to dinner. And so we kind of did this, I mean, partially because in, you know, the creation story, you know, as as we go through the creation story, it's like there's evening and then there's morning. And mm-hmm. so in Jewish culture, like their days technically start in the evening. Right. And so kind of hearing about that and hearing about like other family celebrations, what's the most epic part of the celebration? It's usually the meal, the you know, or the cake or whatever yes. it might be. So, again, pursuit value number six. We, yes. we, love, we love food. I love it. Um, so we do lots of kind of running around and lots of chores and trying to prep for our meal that's coming. Um, and then part of that is, you know, we get out a tablecloth and we have candles at the mm-hmm. table and, and we have, our kids have little wine glasses and Allie and I have our wine glasses and we, we gather around the oh, table. You use the good china. <laughs> yes. yes. Well, yeah. this is funny. They serve lamb and matzo ball soup. Yes. My, oh, I love it. <laughs> no, they really don't. Oh, I would love it. <laughs> wait, wait till you hear what they actually we, do. We, we did do lamb for our, our Passover okay. Sabbath that we did last spring, but, um, <laughs> No, and most nights we, we, we order pizza from a local pizza place right yes. next to us. And also just as good as lamb. <laughs> well, for kids, it makes yes, it exciting. Yes. Right? So, so we, order, we order pizza again, so we're not cooking, and we order lots because then the next day we have leftovers, so we don't have to worry about that. A little more restful for leftovers coming up on Sunday after church. And um, we have, we have uh, so the kids get sparkling grape juice. Yeah which we're really excited about. Um, Allie and I... It's a, tr- it's a tradition at our house <laughs> on holidays because there's no alcohol yeah. around, and so it's sparkling. My dad brings it, the sparkling duck, every year. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're good. You're good. <laughs> um, so Fun fact about Bobby. <laughs> kids have sparkling grape juice. Otherwise, they, they might pick chocolate milk for the meal. Like They, they get some sort of special drink, mm-hmm. and then... You know, and then I'll have a glass of wine, and when Allie's not pregnant, <laughs> she'll have <laughs> she'll have some wine or some sort of special drink that she wants. Um, not very often. <laughs> <laughs> so a lot of families that way. Lots of growing families, growing the kingdom. Yes. Um, so we have special. So we have special. Shout um, out to the drinks. Powells who just had their baby. <laughs> yeah, Yay, yeah. baby Sage. Mm-hmm. Baby Sage um, Ivy. So we have special drinks, and then kind of what we do is. We, we sit around the table, and then we kind of go through um, some some blessings, uh, how it goes. Allie normally lights the candle, and she says a blessing over the candle, and that's kind of the start of of our our Sabbath dinner. Um, and the other thing is we, we ask the kids, I, I turn to Henrik, I'm like, Henrik, what does Shabbat mean? And he's like, to rest in seas. And I ask him, <laughs> it's kind Sounds of a just rhythm like now. <laughs> and, and then I ask Harris, like, Harris, why do we do this? And he's like... Because God created the earth, and the seventh day, he rested. And then also, Jesus died on the cross, so we can rest in his work. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't, have to, we don't have to earn our way to heaven. We can't earn our way to heaven. Yeah. But we can rest in what he's done for us and delight in him. That's mm-hmm. in this week's sermon. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, 
So it's a, it's just a week. I mean, it's become a little liturgical and whatever. So, but Harris kind of says it, and then it's like we kind of expound upon what that means. So we're we're talking about the gospel every single week, mm-hmm. um, and then Allie lights the candles and says a blessing over the candles, and then the, we have the oldest father. Which if we have a guest, sometimes we ask him to do it. Or it was me when I Mark got to do it when we were <laughs> we're like, hey, old man, here you go. <laughs> so. The father will bless the sons, and then the mother will bless the daughters at the table. And just talking about what it means to, you know, we have the blessings right here. I mean, we can read them if you want, but just kind of speaking a blessing over the kids. And then Allie and I do some sort of devotional. Like we have like a little devotional book that we do, or if there's something on her heart or something on my heart from that week, like we'll kind of share. Or like, hey, I was reading this in scripture, and this really hit me, and I wanted to share it with you guys and see what you thought. And so... Mm -hmm. So we kind of do a little devotional, and then we pray, and and then we we delight. We we eat food and hang out, and you know if we have a guest at the table that we don't know as well, like kind of what's your story, you know, like how what is God doing in your life, and we ask those conversations. We haven't invited any non Christians over to our Shabbat meal yet, but um, Ooh, that'll but, be exciting though. Yeah, so I mean, yeah. we, we might weird them out. We probably weirded out Mark and Marty and some other people nah. <laughs> like as they come, but. <laughs> But we ask them their story and what is God mm. doing in their life and and just kind of reflections on the week and how can we delight together as we prepare for our day of rest. And so it's just fun around the table, just kids conversing. And then, then usually the kids go downstairs and play and the adults sit at the table and share stories and get to know each other better over over dessert and well, it's, oh, a, it's a There's fun dessert. Time. That's oh, yes. That's part of it. I mean, if we're going to delight, yeah. I went to Costco <laughs> yesterday with the kids, and they get excited about picking out the Shabbat treat for the week. Yes, that's, cool. that's and awesome. So, so they do get excited about that. Mm-hmm. And we're a little loose with the sugar rules, you know, on on Saturday night and Sunday, and I mean, there's a couple other things as we get into our our Sunday after church, like rules that we have for the kids. But no, it's a fun day of rest. Mm. So you guys go Saturday night to Sunday night, correct? Um, how often do you feel like you guys have people over for that? Um, I mean, we started during the pandemic, and what we would do during that time is we'd FaceTime with one of our parents or both of our parents, and we asked them to tell some family stories or, you know, and tell mm. us about whatever, you know, the the state, what was going through your heart and mind, and kind of tell some family stories that the kids can remember about their grandparents and about mm. our family line. That's really cool. Um, mm. Or it was just, just some silly stories that we just hang out and talk. Um but otherwise, you know, we've had, I'm trying to think about how many families we've had over kind of since the world's starting to go back to normal. People are more comfortable getting together. Um, I don't know, we've probably had maybe 10 or a dozen families like in the last, you know, six months hmm. just come over and hear their story. And part of it, we want people to experience it with us and maybe give us feedback on, you know, what they thought of it. You know, we had um, uh, Deb and Randy over and we're like, hey, please bring some wisdom and share this with us and tell us what you think. And, and you're awesome parents. You seem to have awesome kids and you have a ton of wisdom. They come, sh- come share your wisdom with us. Yes. And so they, they came over and sat at the table and it was just super fun to have, mm. you know, another set of grandparents to learn from people that have yeah. been following Jesus for yes. years. And so, so that or other young families we want to share with or people from church. And yeah, we, we'd love to have <laughs> lots of pursued people over. So let us know if you want to, come over or enjoy that with us or ask questions and mm. please do we, we'd love to share that and kind of what we're learning and even give us feedback on how we can do it better mm. Mm. and then so take us through kind of the rest of 
your weekend, I guess the rest of your Shabbat time. Yeah. <clears throat> so kind of after, you know, the kids are playing downstairs and then we'll have our treats and, and then usually we say goodbyes if we're having guests over um, and the kids get pajamas on and, you know, we may or may not give the boys melatonin so they fall asleep a little earlier. <laughs> um, and so then the kids, we put them to bed and then, then Allie and I, we try to do something fun together, you know, mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, we don't want to talk to each other. We just want to read our books or whatever, or um, we watch a movie together or just kind of recap the week and just chat if we haven't had much time to chat. And so that's kind of the rest of the night. And then hopefully we got most of our church prep done before dinner, <laughs> um, you know, laying out outfits and putting the Bibles in the bag and getting the car ready. So so hopefully that's done for the morning. Um, and then Sunday morning, we kind of, we wake up and, you know, Hanson's are always late to church, but... We do our best to get there on time. And we so can blame Shabbat. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> so, That's all right. It's no. really, it's pursuit time. It's, it's pursuit, pursuit time. You're not the yeah. only so, one. Talk about our fifth value being food. It's, it's definitely Six. being late. <laughs> Six so, is probably food. I don't know. Not a value, just a reality. <laughs> so so we'll go to, yeah, hopefully, yeah, we're in town. We'll go to church. And then after church, we'll, we'll come home. Well, usually we spend time talking at church for like 45 minutes to people that we haven't seen that week. And then... um come home from church and may- maybe we go out to brunch. Maybe we don't. Maybe otherwise we'll go home and have leftover pizza. Um, and then usually Neva takes a nap. Allie takes a nap. Yes. <laughs> um, I may or may not fall asleep reading my book or whatever. Um, mm-hmm. And then we kind of let the boys have a little bit more screen time, especially in the winter. Like they'll have, they'll go watch a movie or something. So then Allie and I can rest, read our books, maybe catch up on some Bible reading like that our small group's doing or whatever. Um, and so that's for like the next couple hours and then usually people wake up from their naps and um then we'll we try to do something fun as a family you know i try to put my after i get home from church i try to put my phone up on the mantle i try not to look at it as much as i can i have my smart watch so i get texts and stuff if i really need to do something but i try to leave it up there and try to play with my kids you know and and have fun with playing games you know ask them about their day ask them about their week and just try to have that real intentional time that way. Um, and then usually, so then now we've kind of gotten in this year, kind of since October, um, we have kind of a family meeting Sunday night and we kind of plan out kind of to close off our rest. Like we plan out the next week, we plan out the meals, we plan out what's our word of the week, what's our verse of the week, what's all these things that we want to get better at and how did the last week go. And then, and then we kind of get into the next week after we've kind of played and rested been together as a family so yeah i'm uh, probably missing lots of things but <laughs> feel, feel free to feel free to no, yeah. have but, coffee with me and we'll, we'll talk more about it but yeah and it's like i appreciate the intentionality mm-hmm. um you know it's like i we we generally after church kind of veg uh it's mostly because i'm in pastor coma mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, Marty too, she's generally doing something at church, whether she's in kids ministry or doing music or whatever. We always kind of joke that like she gets thrown in somewhere at the last second uh, pretty much every week. Which is why we love her. (laughs) We know she'll be there. (laughs) I know she'll say yes. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We, we started the church. We had this like long conversation about whether she should, um, run the children's ministry or run the worship team. When we started the children's ministry went out. Um, so yeah, we kind of veg. And it's interesting because our Sunday afternoons, we generally don't do anything, but I'm not so sure that we're as intentional about, 
you know, communicating why we're doing what we're doing. Mm-hmm. And I know for me, really, the the Sabbath is for me, if I were going to say it's like Sunday afternoon to Monday afternoon, that's really when I am mm-hmm. like, I need to be down. I need to have some downtime. Um, mm-hmm. And it's just been my rhythm for mm-hmm. 20 years of ministry. Um, mm-hmm. It's almost like one of those rhythms I need so badly that I can't not do it. Like mm-hmm. when I try to work on Mondays, I'm just like not the same mm-hmm. and I'm just not good. Um, so I'm just interested in kind of what the, how the kids have kind of responded to that rhythm. I know you mentioned a couple of times they get excited about like mm-hmm. picking out the dessert and they get excited about, you know, some of the elements of it, but has anything changed in them since you guys have been doing that for a year and a half or now is this just so normal that it's like taken for granted or they just sort of like are in the rhythm of doing it. So doesn't feel weird at all um i mean yeah i think it's normal for us and it 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 takes a little bit to to craft that you know um you know like i said we've been doing this a year and a half and there's sometimes where it's like Allie and like oh they had too much screen time and they're crazy you know and that that (laughs) night like they Mm. they probably had too much or Allie and i fell asleep and Mm -hmm. it just kept streaming or whatever (laughs) um so there is like one of those like okay what worked what didn't work um Mm -hmm. but but I mean, ultimately, the kids are excited that we get to go to church, we get to see our friends, um, and we don't have to do any chores. And then usually there's some more sugary treats that day. Like, they get excited about these things. And kind of the hope is that, you know, and Bobby talks about hopefully her kids will be hanging out and be around the Mm -hmm. family in the future years. We're hoping to craft, like, a fun day that will always do this. Right. Mm. You know, and I, and obviously seasons change and, you know, kids have stuff. And so I think that's, we're a little nervous about like kids activities mm-hmm. and how intentional Those, we need to be and how much do we need to resist yeah. kid activities. It's going to be my follow up question. Yeah. Yeah. I was, um, <laughs> nice one too. <laughs> so, so it is, I mean, it is nice. We're in that stage, you know, there was like, Oh, should Harris do flag football this fall? Well, it's only on Sundays. Nope. You know, like, yeah. I mean, that was pretty easy, but kind of as, as we get into some more kids activities and mm. will there be some jealousy that my friends are doing this or not? Mm-hmm. Hopefully we craft a fun, like a fun day mm-hmm. that we can delight and be together. You have dad's full attention. He's not texting someone. He's not emailing back. He's not working. I, I mean, I try not to work at home, but stuff happens mm-hmm. where we get to be together that they enjoy it. And that's going to be more fun than the activities, hopefully, most of the time that we can be together. Right. Mm-hmm. That, that's the hope. Again, maybe I'm, you know, a little naive in thinking that we're more exciting than some of the activities, but we yeah. try to craft it in such a way that it is more exciting. Yeah. How many times have you had to decline invitations for things on, like, Saturday night or Sunday? Like, birthday parties, those types of activities. How, how often had you turned down other people because it might interfere with your celebration of rest a a few times a few times um but then i think there's also you know i'm sure you'll get into it with the rules like Mm -hmm. you know and colossians 2 16 like paul says like don't let anyone judge you because of how you do sabbath yeah Mm -hmm. you know so Allie and i have conversations of like okay should we do this activity or not Mm -hmm. should we go to this person's house should we go to this you know like my family goes hunting in the fall like (coughs) we're going to go to my parents' house and we're going to go hunting because it's part of our mission and it's part of our joy. And it, there is restfulness in that. Mm -hmm. So you kind of have to weigh the options. Like, is this restful? Is it worshipful? Is it part of our family mission? If it's not, then we probably say no. Mm -hmm. Or if it's, 
you know, if it's going to drain you, then mm. no, <laughs> like yeah. you, you don't want to go do an activity that is going to interrupt your rest. But it, Allie and I are both extroverts. So, and we love people and we love conversation. So maybe it's a little easier for us to like, say like, oh, that was really fun to go do that thing. Mm-hmm. But you also got to weigh the cost. Like, is that, was that draining or not? Yeah. Um, so there's been a few times when we were like, uh, sorry, we're not gonna, yeah. we're not gonna do that. You know, like we're gonna be home together, mm-hmm. or so, or we can do it on Tuesday or whatever if it's kind of an open invitation, not an event. But yeah, yeah, I think I think the thing that I'm because I have not ten and seven, so my my kids are just a little bit older. But it's like, um, I do think about like, okay, if they end up playing. I mean, I played football in middle school and high school, and I had. Uh, luckily in high school, I had, I had JV games mostly were Saturdays, so that was not a big mm-hmm. deal. And the high school games were Fridays. But in middle school, for three straight years, I had Sunday morning games uh, for like three months of the year. Ugh. I pretty much missed church, you know, because I was playing football. And mm-hmm. It's like that's one of those things where, you know, I I, I don't know how I would have thought differently. Like I think my mom really struggled with it because it was like we just disappeared from church for three mm-hmm. months. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was Randy and Debbie. You know, mm-hmm. I remember my mom sitting down and having a conversation with Debbie and her being like, listen, you, you don't need to die in this hill. Like, go ahead and do football. Mm-hmm. And then just we'll, we'll see you when you're done. Like, you're still welcome. And they were still in small groups. And they were still doing Bible study. Like, they were active, you know, at that point mm-hmm. in her, yeah. her family's life. So we kind of made it up in other ways, the community piece, the, mm-hmm. you know, connecting with our small groups and stuff. But I do think that there's, like, always going to be a rub where – Mm-hmm. At certain stages of life, you're going to have things that are going to come into conflict. Mm-hmm. And that's going to be the place where it's like, how do we navigate this, you know? And okay. even for a time, maybe maybe your days change. Mm-hmm. Maybe you go Friday night, mm-hmm. Saturday night, mm-hmm. you know, if you have to or something. For um, sure. Because that's the thing, like, that's one of the, the conversations this weekend. It's like, God does not need us to be dogmatic about what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like, the rule, there is no rule. It doesn't have to be a specific time or day i mean it's 24 hours Mm -hmm. and i'm gonna encourage everyone to be consistent about a specific day but if that needs to change for three months yeah you could Mm -hmm. do that yeah there's Mm -hmm. no rules let's say you can't do oh no it's not valid anymore (laughs) you're going friday to saturday no that's not gonna work you know um and i've just been thinking about my own rhythm because being a pastor is weird (laughs) (laughs) i'm just like i'm terrible on saturday night Mm -hmm. like doing shabbat dinner on saturday night people would be like your dad's a jerk. Like <laughs> he's like so tense. He's like tight, you know, like what's going on here. Um, and I'm much more relaxed on Monday night, mm-hmm. you know? So, uh, for us, like I have to do, take the personal Sabbath Sunday to Monday, but I don't get to have that like family piece of it, mm-hmm. which is something mm-hmm. I've certainly been considering. But mm-hmm. I think we're, we'll probably stick to the family thing being Sundays mm-hmm. after church. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I can get the personal time on Mondays if I yeah. need to. Mm-hmm. And we have, we have one family in our small group based on their work rhythm. Like they try to, they have their epic meal, their fancy Friday feast <laughs> or whatever they call it. And I call it fancy Friday feast. They call it Friday feast. Um, mm-hmm. So they have it on Friday night, but Sunday is still their Sabbath. Like, they still try to be intentional about, like, having a mealtime, inviting parents over, mm. hearing family mm. stories, and, you know, kind of getting fancy, having really good food that night. But then, but Sunday is their day of rest. Right. And, I mean, it's nice if they correlate together, but, but again, I mean, whatever whatever works for your family, whatever works for your rhythm, you know. It's important you know, to yeah. set that priority yeah. to give that example to kids. 
I think, and yourself to remind yourself, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, and it might change. It might change throughout the seasons, and things might come up. And you know, do we do we do it every single week? Just about, but stuff comes up where it doesn't work for that rhythm you know, or mm-hmm. that week. Some usually we pay for it. <laughs> you know, like if you mm-hmm. don't, it better be something important. Um, you know, so if you have. We really like our family mission statement to help us guide us in some of those decisions. Like, is this worth it or not? Um, and if it's not, then we then we have to say no. And and it is good to show the kids that. It's almost as if that's the point of a mission statement. <laughs> what? Just turn to a leadership podcast. What? <laughs> <clears throat> I Sorry. definitely um, I definitely wanted to touch on before we finish up or whatever. Just talking through the idea of uh, where worship fits. Mm. you know because again you kind of talked about it i know i talked about sunday i'll talk about again this sunday sabbath not designed to just lay around Mm. Mm -hmm. designed to delight Mm -hmm. designed to restore our to restore ourselves Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, designed to worship part definitely part of the sabbath rhythm and if you're going to go back and look at what the jews did right you know they did a lot of things wrong when it came to sabbath Mm -hmm. it's like one of the stupidest uh, things that had the worst rules around it. Like, you know, like, that's why Jesus comes and he's like, hey, uh, well, I mean, what would you do? You leave your your animal in a ditch on Sabbath because you can't let them work? You can't let them get out of the ditch? You can't pull them out yourself? And the Jews are like, yeah, I guess we'd leave them in there. Like, he's like, what are you talking about? <laughs> like, of course you'd pull your animal out of a ditch, you, you know, dingus. What are you, what are you talking about? Um it's a but, great term, dingus. Yeah. Dingus. <laughs> I didn't know Jesus so used that word. Russ, it's one of those Russ Baker words. <laughs> what what translation of the Bible is that in? It's, it's a Russ Baker. Is it the message? No, if you've no, met Russ kidding. Baker, he's got the dang nabbit, not dingus, you know, like this. Um, yeah. love you, Russ. Go to, a, go to a softball game with Russ uh, that playing in it. You'll hear the funniest stuff. Uh, I know I was going somewhere. Oh, yeah, but uh, worship needs to be part of the rhythm of Sabbath. That's like one of the things. And I, I, I think it's really interesting because like I'm a pastor. I'm biased. So hear me when I say this. I We have lost the, uh, the desire, I guess, to be consistently at church every single week. Mm-hmm. We have lost the that value. Um, I know some of us still have it. Some of us have really like, well, it has to be something that really – pushes us out of our norm to not go to church, not be part of what's going on. But mm-hmm. I think a lot of us are like, yeah, it's cold. I'm not going to go. Or, you know, uh, my littlest has a sniffle, so we can't make it happen. And, and look, there's a million reasons why you, when you have like eight kids, you're, you're almost never going to make it to church. I get it. Somebody was sick. Somebody was sick. Like mm-hmm. they're just the, the odds are not in your favor. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> fine. Totally. But I think there's a lot of us who've just gotten in a rhythm of saying, yeah, you know, and, like, worship is what the Sabbath is for. Yes, it's about rest. It's about restoration. It's about joy. It's about delighting. It's about worship. Mm-hmm. It's about you communing with God and being in relationship with God. Yeah. And it's like there's uh, something going on every Sunday morning mm-hmm. that makes it easy for your whole family to worship together. And, you know, I, I just I kind of feel like we've lost that rhythm, mm-hmm. you know, because to me it's like, that's the lamenting part of this. It's like, here we are every Sunday. And, you know, we talked about this, Megan, like we're working on our database. And I know COVID's a big, huge part of this too. It's like, I don't even know what to do about COVID. But 
at this point. But it's like we have, I don't know, 250, 300 people active in our database. Probably at least 300. And we're like kids. topping out at 120 on a Sunday. So we're yeah, we've been, maybe a third of mm-hmm. our church. Uh, maybe just a little bit more than that. But like on a Sunday. And, you know, it's just that breaks my heart. Like part of the rhythm of Shabbat is to find that rhythm of worship. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying you can't do it by without being at church. But I think building that rhythm into your kids, into your family, into your own heart is mm-hmm. gigantic. Mm-hmm. And we got to get back to it. Whatever we lost during COVID, we got to restore. Because I think people are just kind of pulling further and further away from community. Um, and look, I know there are people still going to their small groups who aren't really attending church. I know there are people who are still got valid COVID situations that keep them away, but that's a smaller and smaller percentage of people that's Mm -hmm. starting to wane. Mm -hmm. And yet we're still not back to the rhythm of doing this together. It is really interesting because financially we're doing great. I think people are still trying to stay connected. Um, I think we've still hit the mark on our missional impact as much as we could make during COVID with stuff we did in the fall, stuff we did at mm-hmm. Christmas, like some really cool things going on, even some small groups really doing some really cool missional things. But it's like we've just lost the rhythm of being yeah. together on Sunday. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and it's not just us. Like the national average has dropped almost in half. Um, I'm a stats nerd, so uh, three years ago when we launched – the average committed Christian attended church 1.7 times a month. Um, and now, three years later, it's 0. 0.9. Mm. So we've dropped in half. And we've gone through a global pandemic, and, and the world got crazy for a while. Um, but yeah, like you said, we're not coming out of it. Like, the so yeah. far, the curve has not mm-hmm. started to rise again. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, just putting that emphasis back on the importance of of communal worship and not just having church be something you watch or like something on the list that you, okay, checked off, caught up on the sermon. I'm good to go for this week. Um, But that there's more to it there. I wanted to ask a question as the only single at this table, the only person here who doesn't have kids. Bjorn, what would your suggestion be or how do you think it would look for somebody who doesn't have kids, doesn't have a family to try and build this into their life to do a Sabbath, a Shabbat. Well, I think you guys have talked about on the podcast a decent amount as far as, you know, digital detox and kind of having some different rules around that. But I mean, ultimately, like, where is your off button? You know, what Mm -hmm. is What does that look like? You know, I was even, you know, thinking about my mother-in-law and like, it's really hard for her to rest in her own home. Like mm-hmm. you might need to go to a coffee shop with mm-hmm. with your Bible, with whatever book you're reading, mm-hmm. and just get a, you know Marco's the cafe. Like, what? Where's your out button? Debbie you know? is my server. Yeah, my we love Debbie. Never met her. I know. As soon as she told she me her name was Debbie, me. I was like, Debbies are my favorite. Yeah. So. <laughs> so I mean, where where is your off button? Is it you know, is it working in the garden and kind of enjoying some creation mm-hmm. um, that you know God's sustaining that you can reflect on that is it going for a walk is it going to a coffee shop and just Mm -hmm. seeing the people and just kind of resting in that without your phone i i mean what is it what does it look like i mean maybe it is kind of getting together with some friends and just kind of delighting together and just Mm -hmm. reflecting on 
whatever's going on in your heart. Um, you know, it kind of depends, introvert, extrovert, like what, what, what's your off button? What's going to refresh you for the week? So it, it is kind of individualistic. I mean, as, as what you can make it. Yeah. I think that would be a great thinking if you were single to set some intentionality about meeting with certain people mm. because, you know, sometimes we get so busy that we don't like you saving that space for your spiritual family, yeah. like creating those relationships during that time would be phenomenal. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. By the way, if you're hearing background noise, there's some sort of fight going on at the cigar shop downstairs. I don't, I don't know what's going on. <laughs> I don't know what's happening I down there. Know. But uh, okay. <laughs> We're going to go outside. There's going to be cop cars outside. Well, who knows? Gonna... We'll keep you updated yeah. next week. <laughs> um, I, I was listening to one uh, pastor talk about uh, Sabbath, and it was saying, like, for him and his wife, like, he took Fridays off. Again, being a pastor, we have weird schedules but um he said every friday him and his wife would uh meet for coffee after the kids went to school and then they would go for a walk behind their house in like the nature preserve you know just the two of them Mm -hmm. and it was like intentional time for them to like just process anything talk about stuff and his one rule was or her maybe it was probably her one rule if i'm gonna be guessing Mm -hmm. um was that they were he was not allowed to talk about church not Mm -hmm. allowed to talk about work yes so like you know, I That's think a hard one. I think if you're if you're single, it's like maybe there is like a hey, I want to catch up with somebody. Mm-hmm. I want to connect with someone. Like there's a depth of um, of relationship that you can have, not just with God, but with others, and to be intentional. Like yeah, if you need a nap, take a great nap. Like mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I'm, we're all parents are jealous of that. Mm-hmm. Um, if you need to be out in nature to delight, like go be yeah. out in nature, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. Like. I think the Jews, where they get it wrong, is that they start defining work as being all these ridiculous things. You know, one of the reasons why, like, even today, Hasidic Jews, they all walk to church or to synagogue. Mm. They all live within walking distance of their synagogue. It's a really interesting dynamic because even uh, when I lived in New York, it was one of the most, um, the population of Jews, Hasidic Jews in that area was as high as anywhere in the United States and as high almost as like Israel, like it was a significantly huge population. There's a lot of issues with there being that high of a population of Hasidic Jews. They had basically taken all their kids out of the schools and then started voting against all the like funding of the school system. And there was this like internal war happening in the, in the town between people who were like using the school systems and these Hasidic Jews who had pulled themselves out of society and started their own like communal Jewish school, but you'd see them walking every Saturday to go to to go to um, temple or, or to go to uh, synagogue, and it's like they all had to live within walking distance of the synagogue. So it was like also concentrated. Because driving was work. Yes, mm-hmm. and you're like, who decided this was work? Yeah. Now I think there are things that like we'll make concessions for that we shouldn't. Like I don't think like going shopping is a great. Like mm. entering into the whatever, going to the mall, shopping yeah. for stuff. Like it's not a great thing. That doesn't good. sound too Sabbath. Who who gets rest from that? Yeah, maybe, yeah. maybe there's somebody out there. <laughs> but like, okay, you're delighting in the Lord, um, <laughs> but also like, you know, you're gonna go get pizza. Like it doesn't mean you're not gonna spend money or not gonna, gonna go sit at a restaurant. Do something. Yeah. Yes, mm-hmm. and so it's like you have to think about. You can't create stupid rules that keep you from doing things that bring you joy mm. you yeah. know uh and i think anytime we get dogmatic about those rules we're just missing the point why is this exist yeah. why does god want us to do this 
like what is the goal of this and now we can find ways to restore ourselves bring mm-hmm. us joy mm-hmm. marty would have us as a family take a walk every single time if my feet are working correctly which isn't always someday we'll get you that bionic yeah. foot and you'll get there it's okay <laughs> i just want to install a wheel at this point <laughs> <laughs> it's like a segue segue appendage yeah. Just uh, lean forward and back. And yeah, taking video. that walk. We need video for what I'm doing right now. <laughs> um, People can imagine. But it. like for her, for us to go for a walk as like a family, yeah, like that is like life giving. Mm-hmm. So I think just identifying those things, you know, and then trying to find ways to do them mm-hmm. together mm-hmm. is like a huge piece. And if you're an introvert and you're single, he's looking straight at me right now because I know you're an introvert. I, know. I am, <laughs> and, and you know, like I think you're probably loving that time. Yeah, Sunday afternoon is quiet time at my house. Um, I live with another uh, kid's pastor, and we're both introverts, and we both get home from church on Sunday and are just peopled out. So between when we get home and, like, 4 o'clock, it's quiet time. You're allowed to cook food. You can, like, watch TV quietly, but people are not allowed over. And it's just, like, this unspoken (laughs) rule that we've never actually verbalized. I I invited – we invited Megan over, and she declined because it was was no people time. (laughs) Um, But then come Sunday night, then, sure, you want to have friends over to watch a football game or play game? How many people does Dan count as? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, I don't want to go to a big gathering. Well, Dan's going to be there. Is Dan 10 people? (laughs) It depends on the day. (laughs) Has he been with people lately? Then he's more people. <laughs> it's like, and I love you guys, so you get like priority yeah, over you've come people to things. I don't know. You've come or to like, things, just not on Sunday. Um, just not not Sunday afternoon. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Megan! You're like, okay, Dan, I can't right now. Yeah, it's like, oh, Dan's within 100 yards of here somewhere. <laughs> um, Brings the excitement. But yeah, it's hard to tone down, you know, when you're used to going, going, going to settle yourself and to make that a priority, mm-hmm. your body's going to need some adjustment and need some help doing that. And whether you need someone to help you with accountability with that and making sure you're getting Sabbath is important. I mean, sometimes it might be a little bit easier with a spouse because you can hold each other mm-hmm. accountable or a roommate maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, but like um, including that in what you need, it's huge. Yeah. 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 Well, and I think it's like we said, it's incremental, you know, mm-hmm. like don't. In some yeah. ways, like some people go cold turkey, 24 hours, just go, you know, but yeah. otherwise, if you really, really struggle with that, or if like you're, you have anxiety around your phone and all this stuff, okay, I'm going to go an hour. Yep. Okay. Yeah. Maybe and next week I'll go worse. an hour and a half, you know, yeah. and, and try to build it. And if it, give yourself grace, mm-hmm. this is a mm-hmm. gift, this is a gift to you. Right. It's not, yeah. uh, you know, I mean, I'm not sure what you're going to talk about on Sunday. Like, is this, did Jesus redeem this or not? Like, do we have to like... There are certain rules around it, but ultimately it's a gift for you. Yes. And how can you, how can mm-hmm. you steward that the best you can, you know? Yeah. So anyway. Yeah. Yep. I think it's where we get it wrong is when we get dogmatic about specific rules. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's like if we understand why this exists and we understand what it's for, then mm-hmm. most of the time our decisions are fine. Yeah. You know, I feel that way about most things. Like if we really understand the heart of God, we really understand what he's asking us to do then there's not really a formula as much as there's a like honoring the heart behind whatever the law is, Mm -hmm. you know, and you're like, well, can I do this or can I do this? It's like, it's the wrong question. Like, why did God ask you to do it this way? What was he trying to create in your life? How do you create that as much as possible? Now answer your own question. Mm -hmm. You know, like, is it a rule? Yes. Like I can do this and can't do this. No. In fact, Paul even says like, Hey, this is like real slippery. 
Like, if it's sin to you, it is. And if it's not to you, it's not. Yeah. And you're like, wait, what? What? <gasps> what? That what sounds like that the mean? biggest loophole in <laughs> all of history. <laughs> no. And Paul's like, no, 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 you're missing the point. Like, as yeah. long as you are honoring the heart, honoring mm-hmm. the, the intention behind why this yeah. existed, mm-hmm. you don't have to be dogmatic about law. You can... You can find ways to honor what God was trying to do or create what God was trying to create in you and in your life. You know, and I think we're a, a, a culture. Wow. I almost said we're a culture of swingers. That's not what I meant. I wasn't going there. We swing. It's this pendulum. Yes. Like if it's not one extreme, <laughs> yes. then we go all the way over to the other side. And so if it's not no rest at all and no disconnection, then it's everything is work and you can't do anything. And there are just so many rules. Yeah. So find find the middle. Yeah. Like find the balance. Hmm. Yeah, and I feel like it, I feel like there are there are people like I, we were talking about this about like <clears throat> just as an example, like this idea of sort of personal holiness and how it's almost gone out the window mm. to like do whatever you want because you know, we 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 disagree with the idea of purity culture and the church has messed up so much stuff that now we're just not going to do any purity at all because it's just been we don't we can't redeem mm-hmm. this like it's yep. you know the church has put all these rules on us and it's like I grew up in a youth group where I couldn't wear a bikini or I was shamed about this it's like that's all real stuff by the way I'm not I'm not hating on if you felt shame in your youth group you, there was something wrong there that's that's a, yep. a red flag but doesn't mean we throw personal holiness out the window. Yeah. We were called to be set apart unto God. We don't swing all the way over to the yes. other side. And here we are. We're like, now. Nah, the exact opposite. You know, we're just going to sleep with whoever we want and live however we want, talk however we want. And it's like, we're not even trying for holiness anymore. Holiness mm-hmm. is out the window and we just kind of chalk it up to, well, you know, holiness leads us down a bad path. Well, we do this with everything. Mm-hmm. We just like swing it all the way to the other mm-hmm. end of the spectrum where there's a conversation in there. God did call me to be set apart unto him. Mm-hmm. He did call me to be different than the rest of the world. He did call me to live a specific way. And so it's like maybe swinging it all the way from like doing nothing to doing like all these rules around how to do it right. Mm-hmm. That's not really what we're yep. going for. If it's not restoring you, serving you, building your family, building your relationship with God, creating worship in you, you're doing it wrong. Yep. Like, period. That's it. You're doing it wrong. Like, that's what it's designed to do in you. It's for you, not you for it. Because, I mean, if you just go and give yourself 100 rules over what you can do in that 24 hours, you're just going to fail inevitably and then feel shame and guilt and not have getting gotten it right. Mm -hmm. And that's not the point. Like, that's the opposite of the whole point to, to rest and recenter and realize where our identity is in Christ, not in our rule following. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So maybe after your Sunday nap, you take some time because you might need that nap, right? But like take, yeah. you know, a half hour, 40 minutes, have a meal, you know, if you're single yeah. by yourself or with your family and and sit and enjoy God and creation and what happened yeah. in you week. There's easy, small things you can do to start, right? Yeah, that's awesome. Well, this has been a great conversation um, and I've really enjoyed... Thanks, Mark. I've really enjoyed having all of you here today. Um, we're going to pick up again next week with a wrap-up. This is our last Sunday in the the Counterculture of Sabbath series. Um, so we'll do that and then maybe look towards what is coming next. But yes. thank you guys for joining us. Thank you, Bjorn, mm-hmm. for being in the studio today. It has been great to hear 
what your family has been doing and, and the wisdom that you have on this. Um, and I hope you get like 50 texts from okay. people. And if you don't have Bjorn's number, just just let the office know. If you and listen we'll... to this podcast <laughs> all the way to this point, text Bjorn text me. on Sunday after church. And he will text you back on Monday. Don't do it. Dad, why don't is your phone it. dinging don't in the other room? <laughs> no, th- thanks for having me. Obviously, I'm really passionate about this. And if people do have more questions, you know, there's lots of research. Mark's done a lot of research. I've done a lot of research on how to craft this best. So feel free to text us, have coffee with us, come over for Shabbat. We'd love to have you. So yeah, that's awesome. All right, everybody. Thanks for joining us and have a great week. Bye guys. Bye. Bye.